Welcome back to The Right Angle. A G-Man and the Mo-Man are here. And we were this close. I'm pinching air right now. This close to having CeCe. He had his private jet lined up. It was taking him from Atlanta back down to Southern Command. And he texted us and said something came up during his flight, which I hope it wasn't his Happy Meal. (laughs) 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 He he is unable to join us, but uh, he he is... uh, he will be back soon, I have a feeling. And in the meantime, we'll have some special guests and ourselves, and we're pretty special. Wouldn't you say, would you call yourself special? In hey, the, not, you know, hey. Not special ed. Not okay, special ed. Okay, back off, pal. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah, special in a neat way, not that way. Of course yeah. I am. I'm, of course I'm mental. We're all mental. <laughs> yeah. I hate. Go ahead. I, I just want to make sure that, that CeCe's okay and that the pilot he's with wasn't eating any mushrooms. Oh man, don't know where you'll land. Because because uh, of that yeah. guy, you know that guy that went nuts, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. All right, yeah. that's right. Okay. Do you think you know we've had that discussion about the word retarded, as it applies to people, which is a perfectly apt name, but we haven't really talked about. I mean, we talked about special needs, but. I mean, when you think of special education or, you know, a special ed or whatever the, the shortened version is, there's nothing derogatory about getting special education. Not I mean, at all. How? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where, where it retarded uh, uh, up to a certain point didn't even mean what it meant. It was retard meant like with an engine. If your yep. cylinders are misfiring, they're retarded. You know, and and that's what they used to use that term for in the old mm-hmm. days. Then they they went to the retarded children, and then I don't know why that became derogatory. It's it's like like we just talked about when we were saying that. You know, you get a word like that, then all of a sudden you can't use that. Now, I'll bet you in another year or two, special needs will be yeah. something that's derogatory towards somebody. Um, uh, they they have special needs. How how much more, you know, can you bring it down than that? Yeah. Well, and and it's funny because working where I do, where we employ people with quote disabilities, even that word is starting to get a bad rap because when you think about it, I mean, like you've got information and then you've got disinformation, which means a lack of information. So. If you've got ability, which means you can do something, if you've got a disability, that means you can't do it. But that's not true. You can do different things. It's like different abilities. I mean, I've got a disability in, you know, playing the guitar because I can barely do it. But (laughs) I'm sure we've all got our special abilities that we're better at other things. But it's funny that even that word, and and it's really coming from the people that are you know, society has given them those labels. And I've had a number of them tell me, but, you know, blind people, people that are deaf, and they say, don't call me disabled. I've got different abilities than you. And that's awesome. So we will now call them DAs. No, <laughs> <laughs> not district attorneys, though. <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking of another term anyway, but... Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Disabilities okay. affected or, <laughs> yeah, or whatever it is like that. Every right. term that they come up with, this is what this is what I was yep. trying to get at last time. Every term that they come up with for things like that will point 
to what they can't do. That's what it does. It's it's what you know, the special needs, retarded, um, you know, handicapped. Uh, yep, handicapped. No, not handicapped. You know what, what's wrong with handicapped? What's what's the big deal? I know. It's you know what is the proper word for anybody that has any of that stuff going on with them? What is the proper yeah. word? Don't yeah. don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah, I, I uh, guess no no labels or something. I don't know. I, you know, uh, I, I wish my mother had been more versed in using those terminologies when she invited that guy over that had flippers for arms. She should have said, you know, he's a little handicapped. What do you mean, Mom? Well, he's got flippers for arms. Oh, okay. Next time his wife takes his coat off, I'll be prepared to see the flippers instead of arms. That's why you oh. need those kind of, of uh, that was a true story, by the way. Yeah. That's why yeah. you need those kind of terms for those people. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I can't come, I can't say what I do, but, you know, people <laughs> yeah. call me that stuff and I'm fine with right. it, you know? Um, so it's, you, you need to be, you, you need to be prepared sometimes for, the people you're going to be meeting or, or whatever. Maybe they don't have any hands or something. You go to shake them and they got a sleeve on. There's no hand. Hey, right. beforehand, tell me. Does it have a hand? It got it cut off in a combine and a farm accident. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's where handicap came from. <laughs> they had like a, no hand, so they had to cap off the arm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, we could just carry it to the next level yeah. every time, can't we? Oh, uh, that's I've got one. I know you've got some some big issues that you've had uh, on your tickler, but I when you mentioned handicap, and speaking of handicap, I was talking to a guy the other day about golf, and he said he's a one handicap, which means he's he's darn good. So my question to you is, because I know, I mean, you're good. I don't think you're a one handicap, but how good do you have to be to be on the PGA or to have a fighting chance? Do you know, like, do you have to have like a minus something handicap? You have to be first and foremost consistent in your golf game to be okay. on the tour. And being consistent, I would say to make the tour, you've probably got to be a minus between maybe minus five to eight. Wow. To, okay. to, to make the tour. And making yep. the tour with that kind of golf game still doesn't. When you make a tournament, when you make the cut for the tournament, you're always guaranteed of probably over $100,000 in every uh -huh. tournament that they do. So if you can make it and come in last, you got a pretty good year if, you, if you're in 10 tournaments. Yeah. Or 20 you tournaments. You know, you know, $2 million for coming in last every time. <laughs> the, the problem with doing that is, oh, wait, I'm sorry, everybody out there, everyone's a winner, but people still come in last. And when, when you do, you'd still have to probably earn your card. They're always saying you can't be yeah. mediocre in the professional golf tour. So, Right. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So a ways, a ways to go. All right. The floor is the G-man's. Uh, today I was talking to a, I'll call him a client of mine, and uh, I was talking to him and I said, hey, 
he wanted me to come over and, and do something in his homestead. He wanted okay. me to just stop by his house for whatever reason. And, and I said, hey, listen, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, can you just text me your address and I'll, I'll come, come out and, and see you there? And he said, and he said I, 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 can't, I can't give you a text because I can't use my fingers. I go, I go what? Because I had just seen this guy last year. He goes, yeah. he goes, I got the Kung flu shot. Ooh. And now I'm paralyzed from the waist down. To the point. Waist, from the waist, waist down, down. From the waist down to the point and his arms, I guess, because okay. he can't use his fingers. He said, he said, I can, with, with somebody helping me, I can get out of my wheelchair into a walker and walk maybe five feet to the toilet. Oh. But other than that, he said he has hardly any feelings in his hands and and he has no power in his legs anymore because of the Kung Flu shot. Did he, not that we want to get into graphic details, but he, did he say he just like woke up and it was like that or yes. it got worse? Or? He said it was, I believe he said it was three days after he oh. got it that that this occurred and and he said it's uh i mean it was really really kind of a a crushing conversation it sounded like he was sobbing a little bit and he was saying that's all i do is is sit in my chair look outside day after day and you know watch tv he says and that's about all i can do this guy when I saw him last year, was showing yeah. me his garage that he had uh, completely redone a classic car with his sons, and oh, did, wow. a, did a phenomenal job of a '68 Mustang, and um, had a shop there to do all the work in it, and now he can't he can't even stand up hardly because of that wow. shot. Does he have? Is he married? Is he's he... married, uh, and 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 like I say, his sons aren't around. I don't believe he's. Okay. Uh, um, he's just with his wife. But uh, <laughs> of all the horrible things that could happen to you like that, I was having a kind of a irritating, I'll say irritating day at that moment when he called. And when I hung up, I, I said, I, I, don't, I don't have any problems. I have no problems whatsoever. Oh. Wow. I wonder, do you think he would... Uh... With his wife's help, want to be on the podcast? I can ask him because I have to go out and see him. Oh, all right. And uh, and I can ask him if he wants to to be on. He's and I'll tell you right now that his voice even has changed. Oh, wow! To the point where it's a little hard to understand him. So is it I like may Robert F. Kennedy Jr. kind of yeah, grappling? Yeah, maybe even uh, two levels below that. Oh, uh, okay. But that might be because he was uh, thinking about what happened to him and wasn't, you know, wasn't in that state of mind that he could speak any clearer than he did. So I, like I say, I'll go out and I'll talk to him and I'll see what's up and what he's going to do and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And if he's willing, 
I, and I definitely yeah. really have a moment wow. to, to see what would happen. And I don't know if, it's, if there's going to be any legalities because I understand that everybody that took that shot can't sue I know. And was that, company. yeah, I so. guess we could, a question for another time, if that was the first one or uh, one of the boosters or the new shots or the old shots or... It was the most recent one uh, a year. I think it's within the last year that he had, and he's been that way um, since then. So three days after he got it, he he got it. And then I hear from other people that I was talking to today that there is a small percentage of people that that did happen to with that shot. I just, I can't believe, well, I mean, I guess I can. It's one of those things that the number of, I guess there aren't a ton of them, but like athletes and like quote movie stars that are endorsing that and making TV commercials and their names and faces on billboards and stuff. I just, uh, I, I can't believe that there's that many people that really think that it's that good and that they're, they don't know, or they don't believe the side effects and all the bad stuff that's going on. It's, oh man, it's hard to believe. I understand also that somebody had heard a report stating that only 4% of the population is taking this <laughs> next shot due yeah. to whatever side effects they might have had or people that they know had. Because news like that will travel very yep. quickly when you have a neighbor or somebody you know that that has something as injurious as that That's happen a, to them because of the shot. A piece shot. of good news. Welcome to the resistance. Exactly. Man. Exactly. It's it's that hard conversation to have with some people. You know, they're so connected to their to their doctors. And 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 I and, and hey, there's a lot of doctors out there that are really good at what they do and they hold back on stuff righteously with that. But there's some people that that you know, they get a bee sting and they got to go in and have them analyze it. To make sure that they're not, you know, going to go into anaphylactic shock, which they never have before. Yeah. But uh, it is kind of it's it's kind of sad in a way that they are that connected. It's like a a, a family person, you know. That's why they call them a family doctor. Right. You know, that's yeah, that's a good. It, you know, I've, I've got to go see him. You know, and, and then that, the week after this, I got to go back and. We'll check up on this, and while I'm there, I'm going to have to check this mole on my butt and see if it's cancerous. And then uh, after we're done with that, then I'm going to make sure this droopy <laughs> eyelid is just fat because I'm 100 pounds <laughs> overweight, and and we don't have to do anything about that either. Oh, man. Oh, it is. Wow. I could go on with the whole thing for a long time, but... I'll uh, I'll hit a couple quick things and then let you get back to your list so you can work it down. A true anecdote. The other day I was talking to someone. I was interviewing her on camera and her daughter called. Her daughter is like freshman in high school. And uh, I said, tell her you're being interviewed by 60 Minutes. And so she told her and then she had to let her in the office where we were. And she came in and... and uh, the mom said, you know, I am being interviewed by 60 Minutes. And the, the daughter just sort of, you know, blank. And 
she goes, you do know what 60 minutes is. And the daughter literally said, yeah, it's an hour. <laughs> With no, I mean, not making a joke or anything. Uh, you know what, though? That's kind of a good thing. Yeah. I'm glad she yeah. doesn't know about 60 minutes. Yeah. Because it's such a politically affected piece of garbage. But anyway. Yeah. I think the, that's funny. the first few years it was on... Uh, it was decent, and yeah, I think it yeah. unraveled pretty quickly. Forty-five years ago, or whatever, yeah. fifty years ago, yeah, it's yeah. scary. Literally, to think. I know. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one other thing, another true incident: a guy, you people. Well, you have those no soliciting signs, but do you have like kids coming to your door looking for stuff for like sports teams, or they're raising money for this or that? No, you, you don't get any of those. No, we had. We had a guy come with a big plastic garbage bag and and they collect bottles and cans and stuff. And he said, do you have any cans? And I said, full or empty? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and then he kind of cocked his head and, and then I, he didn't have to answer. And unfortunately, we only had one empty can because my wife had just taken them in. But anyways, those are two uh, incidents. Now back to the deep stuff. <laughs> <laughs> People don't people don't get it half of the time. That's you know that's wasted good comedy there. Yeah. What do you think about the shooting that just occurred in Maine? Uh, I was yeah I I obviously like everyone heard about that and thinking about it and I think we've I mean we've talked at length uh, probably not exhaustive length but it's to me and I think we even talked specifically about this maybe not if you had a gun out on a table in public and it was just sitting there and people would walk by it. The people who never pick it up are not the people you need to worry about. And you wouldn't think that anyone would pick it up and start shooting at people, which is effectively what you do. I mean, you, you've got to get the gun, but you buy it with the intention of doing something bad with it as opposed to good with it. So, whether it was a gun or a knife or the keys to a car or a cement brick or whatever, it's not the thing. It's the person who's got some sort of mental problem who's using it. And I heard Megan Kelly talking about it. And I'm sure a lot of people in the right thinking world, you just can't do gun control. I mean, other than keeping them away from people that are certifiably got, problems and this guy apparently did and they knew about it and he had made threats and so until they do something on that end of it gun control is never ever ever going to solve the problem so and I don't know what their aversion is you know they don't want to stigmatize someone but rather stigmatize stignify stignify yeah, rather uh <laughs> Whatever that word is, stigmatize <laughs> stigmatize one person, then have all these people lose their lives because of him. If gun control laws worked, Chicago would be Mayberry, USA. Yep. Uh, there's no question about that. They, they, you're talking about saying this guy's mental. And apparently, from what I understand, and this may not be correct, was was that the uh, army put him in uh, some place where somebody talked to him about his mental problems, 
and he was there two weeks and they let him go after saying that he hears voices that says he's going to kill people and they didn't take his guns away when they did that. My, like you say, the solution is this, really to go back to mental hospitals. And, and I mean that wholeheartedly because there are so many people that are mentally ill nowadays and they have nowhere to go. I mean, look at the streets of San Francisco for one thing. I say, I say you put maybe 60, 70, 80, uh, we'll say, we'll say a billion dollars into the mental health. In other words, get all those places back up and running again, and then have people in there watching to make sure they don't give lobotomies when they don't need them. Yeah. But to make sure that people are locked in there and away so that society is safe from them. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Because when these people are that disturbed that they would go out and just mow people down with a gun, they don't belong in society anymore. They're a broken tool. That's all they are. Yep. And Put them in there, feed them, give them a nice clean bed or a semi-clean bed, and and leave them there. Keep them away from everyone. Yeah, they, Megan Kelly, almost along those same lines was, and I don't know if this was her original idea or what, not that it matters, but she was saying that, you know, because of the stigma that the parents or the the sons or the friends or the relations or whatever that see this bad behavior, dangerous behavior, she was saying they need to build places that that person would not feel bad about putting their son or their father or whoever. So it's, it's not like a, a jail. It's a place they go to get better. And if they can't get better, then they stay in there. And I don't know, like I said, the stigma of that versus the stigma of knowing that you, you know, inadvertently caused 16 or 18 or however many people, one person to lose their life because of your lack of judgment and your lack of, well, your misplaced compassion towards someone it's uh it's criminal i don't know if they can have they ever charged like parents of of kids i guess if it's a minor and he gets a hold of a gun or something maybe they would charge the parents but i don't know what it's a many-pronged problem but that's two of the prongs is getting places that don't stigmatize people and then getting the people that know about them whether it's i mean the army is complicit or it whoever it is they've just gotta i don't know it's weird to think that people are just gonna sit on their hands because they don't want to misdiagnose something or someone i i don't understand the mindset just like a lot of those things i don't understand the mindset of the military not informing uh law enforcement that this guy went bad on him I hope this is a black eye for the military yep. by not having that type of law that says, hey, we got this guy. And and what he's going to do is what he did. The military shouldn't have any bearing on that other than to report him because he's going to go out into society like he did and murder people. He's not going to – he said he was going to shoot up a military base or something. He might have gotten one or two people, but he would have been dead instantly. If he'd done that, he went out into society 
and murdered all those people. That's why the military shouldn't be able to not tell somebody that somebody's mentally sick and they need to go into one of these places. Let me ask you this. If you had a relative or a really close friend that came to you and said, hey, hey, Mo, I'm, I'm suicidal and I'm, I'm thinking of taking some people with me. Would you, would you go, gee whiz, Todd, you shouldn't do something like that. You know, that would be wrong. Or would you say, hey, let's go, um, let's go talk to these people and, and uh, you know, put you in somewhere to keep you safe. Yeah. So you don't lose your life. Because obviously people that tell people that they're going to do something, it's got to be a cry for help. And if yep. you don't heed the cry, then yeah, how can those how can those people sleep that didn't do anything? I, I oh man, it's like uh, one of news people said. They said those people that didn't do something about that guy or report him or put him away for a while have blood on their hands now. Yeah, they have the blood on their hands. I hope they realize that that person that was told, hey, this guy is. On- you got to do something about it. You got to get him away from society because he's dangerous. You know, I, we can't do anything. It's not, not part of our law. They've got blood on their hands, 18 people and counting. There's still more people that could die from this. Yeah. Of the 13 other people that got shot. We shall see. I, I'm, I didn't look at much of the news today, but I'm sure what we'll hear from one side of the aisle. But... It's not going to go anywhere, so maybe they can do the. Uh, I'm sure there's institutions around. I know that have shut down, and and you could just bring them back up and pilot it someplace. And uh, I I don't know what it'll take to make that happen. I think you could do. I think you could do mental hospitals kind of along. I don't want to put the two together, but kind of along the same lines as the setup. Of an assisted living place. Yeah. You know, you make it nice and lighted and comfortable and and all that kind of stuff. And you also put it gated with razor wire so they can't get out. Yep. Or anything like that. But make it comfortable for them on the inside. And then you, you try to work with them. I don't, to me, if I ran one of those places, I wouldn't think anybody would ever go back out into society. I would just say, hey, you're here. We'll make it as comfortable as possible. Watch all the TV you want. Go out in the exercise yard and, and you know, p- swim in the pool, whatever. Yeah. Well, they. Yeah. I mean, you could have, like, prisoners. I don't know if they still do license plates and whatever, but you could have them do something productive. They just need to, obviously not with dangerous tools and equipment, but they could find something to do. But, yeah, it certainly wouldn't be like prison where you do serve a given term and then you're out you've got you would have to somehow really prove that you're and i don't even know how you would do that if if you're wacky enough to do that you might be wacky enough to pass some sort of a sanity test and then get out and just be gaming the system so it would be hard but you got to try something exactly exactly and it doesn't have to be like the old days i did tour and you might have done this too uh, an insane asylum that was being converted into retail yeah, spaces. Yeah, I know what you're talking and, about. Yeah, and you know some of that area in there was was kind of almost like a jail. Yeah, it was pretty 
pretty depressing and whatnot. But uh, I would say levels, just like assisted living. You come in, uh, like maybe they would have brought this guy in. And they said, okay, we're going to have you on the first level. You start getting nutty, you go to level two. And then if you get uncontrollable, you go to level three. And then you do the padded cell and the and all the other stuff. Right. What else can you do? You, releasing it, releasing the person into society is the absolute wrong thing to do. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want people like that living next door to me ever, ever. Didn't was it you or someone else that has? It's not a novel idea, but of having an island where you just, you know, it's like Alcatraz except it's so much farther away. And there's no guards. There's nothing there. You just put them on an island with some houses, and every time you know you parachute a new guy in or whatever, and they just live there the rest of their lives. That was what they did uh, on Devil's Island in Australia. Ah, and that's where Papillon went. Oh, and, that's right. You know, yeah, and all you young kids that don't learn anything in school, uh, you know, a guy that was wrongly accused of killing somebody they take all those convicts and they put them out on the island they say raise your own crops do your own thing you're on your own make your own hut whatever i don't say to go that extreme you know you could probably have some cement houses or something out there you know for them to to live in and right and like you say you could parachute in uh goods and food and canned goods and things like that for them but they're away from society that's the important part yeah the important part i don't want i'll i would i would like to talk to anybody that would say these people don't belong in there i would say to them do you want them to live next door to you right yeah just like the whole immigration thing yes exactly exactly if you don't want them living next to you don't be talking to me like that don't be self-righteous like that yeah i hate people that are like that yeah so it's all like it is yep and speaking of timely news, and we talked about this a little, and we don't have to dwell on it, but the whole Israel and Gaza thing with Hamas and everything, I was listening to uh, Vivek, who, Vivek, he was, he's talking to someone, I can't remember who, but he said, and again, I don't know if this was his idea or he he morphed it from what someone said, but he said if Israel with their intelligence, which obviously they have good intelligence, the Mossad and everything, if they could identify like the hundred top people, find them and literally put their heads on sticks like they did in the old days, like on, you know, in a castle, they would put a head on a stake and they would just let it sit there. And he was saying if they could literally do that and say, this is what's going to happen to you if you do what you did again. He thought that that would be uh, a, a pretty good a pretty good deterrent. I don't know. I I think that I and I don't know the ins and outs about terrorists and how hardcore they are. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm given to believe that they would do anything for what you know those seventy seven virgins, oh, right? Or 70, yeah, seventy two virgins that they go to. So. I don't know if if I thought about that myself, you know, put them on it or even uh, videotape them cutting their head off mm -hmm. while they're alive. And then saying, saying, do you want that? 
you know it's, it's it is hard when when you do have it's just not disagreements you know the Hatfields and McCoys but it's someone who has a totally different apparently set of morals or is totally amoral and if you don't have the Ten Commandments as your basis that people can disagree on stuff but it's like you know thou shalt not kill do we both agree on that and if you do and steal and all the way down the line but if you have a people that just literally doesn't believe that then yeah how do you how do you deal with them how do you live in harmony with them i think i came up with the best idea and i don't think anyone's done this yet uh they they do their thing, they blow themselves up, and then they take many people with them, and then they're rewarded with the 72 virgins. What I would do is, with the tourists that I catch alive, first, like, like say, for instance, let's say we caught three of the tourists that were cutting babies' heads off and gouging their eyes out, okay? Mm-hmm. You catch three of them. You go, everybody on Hamas... And everybody that's a terrorist out there, watch this. And then what I would do is I would hack their hands off. And then I would say, now you can go to your 72 virgins. What are you going to do? You don't have any hands. Uh. Then, then with a private uh, video for all the terrorists, I'd cut off one more thing. Mm. And I'd say, have a happy trip up to those virgins. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just before I cut his head off. Uh, yeah, that's what I would do. To people that do that kind of stuff to babies, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Man, you could, or or tell them you've got uh, exclusive footage of the 72 virgins and then have like <laughs> any number of... Uh, I'm trying to think who's the, who's that really obese singer uh, who thinks she's like all that uh, Carday Card uh, I can't think of her name Cardi yeah I don't know I don't know oh. A, oh you mean that yeah I know what you're talking about yeah yeah I know Israel the last I heard is they've just have so they've had so many people volunteer that they just don't have all the equipment and arms and logistics and they are just not ready to go yet because they've they don't want to send a bunch of people that are not ready to go into battle into battle just for the sake of it and where where do you think all the I think we maybe talked about this a little not to get too much deeper but where do you think all the Jew hatred comes from especially among young people who a month ago probably didn't even have an opinion about it I don't think that they hate the Jews. I think that they're going along with their group of people, of whatever that is. The indoctrinated minds of these skulls full of mush, as Rush Limbaugh used to say. Yeah. And uh, I think you're right. I don't think any of them really truly hate Jews. I think they're just demonstrating their stupidity in front of cameras. Let's all get together and go over and lay down like we're dead. Yeah. And this is a die-in. You know, okay, cool. Will the cameras be there? Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Let's do it. A week from now, they'll be back to semi-normal stupidity. I, In other words, I don't think there's that real deep hatred for Jewish people. Just sort of the cause of the day that they're... Yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah, that's what it would be, the cause of the day. Literally the cause of the day, you know.
Might be something different tomorrow. But it's it's always some idiotic thing that, you know, shouldn't even be shown on TV as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Hmm. Liz, Liz, it's like those morons that glue their feet oh, to the yeah, floor. Yeah. You know, and that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, that's all done now. That's in the past. That's old stuff. You know, old news now. Yeah. Tomorrow this will be old news. Lizzo is the person I was thinking of. Lizzo. Lizzo. Okay. Uh, right. Well, all right. So do you want to uh, hit your next topic? No, go ahead. What with with the bowl of mush in the White House, who just every time he gives a speech, it's just unbelievable. That, that Oval Office address he gave was a total joke. So assuming that he does not make it to the finish line or even to the starting line, I want you to put Las Vegas odds. If you were a Las, Ve a Las Vegas odds maker, put odds on each of the following being the dummy crap nominee in no particular order. First one is Gretchen Whitless. 30 to 1. All right. Gavin Gruesome. 70 to 1. No, 10 to 1. 10 to 1. How about Mike Obama? Uh, 100 to 1. Oh, how about Pete Judge My Butt? <laughs> 2,000 to 1. I haven't heard anything about him lately at all. I think he's gone into hiding. You uh, mean booty juice? Yeah, booty juice. <laughs> uh, how about Carmela? Uh, there's no odds for that. There's so, no odds for an odd person. Did I not? Do you think there's someone? Because if RFK Jr. is running as an independent... Who who will fill the void? Is there someone else out there that would fill the void if Joe didn't uh, didn't answer the call? He can't answer the call now. That's, <laughs> That's their true. problem. Yeah, they've painted themselves into a corner. He keeps saying, "I'm going to run again. I'm going to run again." And when he after he says that, he goes behind the door, and they're going, "You're nuts. You're not going anywhere after this. You've screwed us up so bad." Uh, I I probably would think that either way, Gruesome would probably be the one that goes because he can lie right to your face yeah. and not He's, think a thing about it. Yeah, literally lie to your face and and smile about it and say, "Hey, you know, you're stupid and I'm not." That's what it takes to be a dummy crap nowadays. Is is something like that? I was talking to a to a friend of mine yesterday, and uh, he was a staunch liberal. Okay. I hadn't talked to him in depth for maybe a year. And I saw him yesterday, and I had a smile on my face. And he's, he's I would, I'll, I'll give his age. I think he's probably around his late 30s. Okay. Mid to late 30s. And I said, so what do you think of Haydn's policies now? And he kind of smiled and said, he said, actually, he says, I've been pulled more to the right than you would think oh. in, in this past year. And uh, was saying, you know, I, I'm still I'm, I'm still a dummy crap, but not he says, I'm not the radical left that's pulling the dummy crap party down the toilet. And I thought, well, good for you. You aren't as stupid as you look. 
and um, we talked about a few things. He still, to this day, doesn't believe that the election was stolen. And he says, don't talk to me about the election being stolen. There's no way. I said, you are an idiot if you still believe that. Especially, it definitely was. I mean, and especially if you widen, I mean, whether it's stolen or fixed or rigged, anyone, I mean, I guess you could make a case for denying that all, especially, I don't know what happened to Sidney Powell. She flipped and went off the deep end because she was making all those accusations before. But, I mean, the whole laptop, you know, bearing that and just all the shenanigans and changing the laws, if someone doesn't think that that, didn't change it, let alone all the stuff with the voting machines and the, the water pipes bursting. There's just so much circumstantial and just real evidence. Even if you don't believe the deep, deep conspiracies, I can't believe anyone would just totally blow everything else off and just say, oh, it, it just happened. Right, exactly. Especially, I told him, I said, I said, you really think that the the president that got the most done in the shortest amount of time in your lifetime and in my lifetime, you know, Reagan's, you know, you know, walking the fence with that, uh, got beat by somebody that stayed in his basement and didn't campaign. And when he did come out the two times, he couldn't even fill a quickie stop parking lot. Yeah. When you have Trump doing a, a gathering and there's a hundred mile, hundred mile backup in Arizona to go listen to him? And you think that Arizona's blue? Yeah. I mean, they're hiring a kite. They go to those old folks' homes and basically harvest ballots there, and they send out ballots, and people vote from addresses that there's not even a house there, let alone a person to live in it. That and all the the, uh, illegal votes that are... You know that that will be coming this way. They'd better be counting every every real vote this time. That that can't happen again. He he won't win if he runs. They know that. There's no way on earth that he'll win. He'll die before his next uh, four years goes through. He's not. He's not long for the world. Do you ever see him walk? It's like he's walking in mud. You know, he picks his foot up, sets it down, and he's always looking straight ahead to make sure he doesn't stumble or trip or fall into something like he always does. He's he's 100% demented. He's pickled. <laughs> Put him in a jar. He's done. <laughs> oh, man. All right, what's uh, what's next on the G-Man Top 100 or Top 5? Or... Well, we're talking... You know, we're talking about these wars that that uh, Haydn has helped yep. start and move along. I'm sick and tired of hearing about how China is going to invade and they're going to take over the world or Russia is a superpower and they're going to take over the world. Here's here's the facts for everyone that is concerned about those, and by the way, do you ever notice that when they're doing their parades, they've got those missiles mm-hmm. on those things? Do you ever look at those missiles? Those are from the 50s. Really? From the 50s. Yeah, those are the ones that they shoot, and they're not sure where they go yeah. after they shoot them. Those are what those are in China. They keep talking about World War III. Uh, 
And do they know that in this country we have 400 million guns that are privately owned with around a trillion rounds of <laughs> ammo? So China, Russia, Iran, Iraq, come on over if you want. Try it. See how far you get. Not much more to say on that count. And I still don't understand the the factions like the, the old Soviet Union or China now or other people in the past, other nations that have really honestly have as sort of their creed or whatever world domination. I don't know if it comes from a superior race like Hitler. I mean, did Hitler want to take over the world or just Europe? Do you know? I think it was... I, I don't know for a fact because I thank God it wasn't in his head. But I think what he wanted was a Germany that encompassed Europe. Oh, okay. I don't I don't think he was stupid enough to believe because of course, as everyone doesn't know, who's publicly school educated, that uh the Russians turned on him in in World War Two when they attacked them. Yeah. And then uh you know, Japanese, Japan was just a little island. You know, we just took a little long to squash them. They, you know, he, I don't think he had it in his brain to think that he could take over America. Okay. Especially around 1944 when everything was going wrong for him and we were coming after him. And this is probably a silly question I should know the answer to, but when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, were they just like, saying U.S. stay out of it? Because certainly they, with their, what they had for military and, and their lack of resources, I mean, it was never going to go farther than that, as in they were going to now attack the Pacific coast and move in. Was it just stay out of it and we're going to bomb Pearl Harbor to show you that we're tougher than we think you think we are? No. What they did was they were hoping that the U.S. aircraft carriers were in Pearl Harbor when they came to bomb it in 1941. And fortunately, because there is a God, uh, the aircraft carriers were out to sea at the time. So they did incredible damage, of course, to the battleships and the cruisers and all that kind of stuff. But the key was the aircraft carriers, and they were all gone. So they were waging war on the U.S., thinking that they would destroy the fleet. Once they destroyed the fleet, you know, we would be, you know, pretty much helpless because we couldn't get our, you know, it wasn't like now with jets when you can fly somewhere in two hours and be there. This wasn't the same thing. It was the aircraft carriers that were the diamonds that they were looking for and yeah. they couldn't get. And because of that, uh, when the Battle of Midway came, we, we destroyed their carriers in that fleet. And then from then on, it was downhill for Japan because, in fact, we developed the nuclear bomb first. Which leads to the question, are you going to see Oppenheimer when it comes to some sort of service where you can see it? Yes. Yeah, yes, it was I good. I would like to see that. Yeah, I would was... very much like to see that and how that came about. Yeah. And, and by the way, people out there that are still concerned about Iran and their nuclear stuff, they won't be, I'm pretty sure they won't be able to come up with some sort of nuclear bomb 
within the next year. And within the next year, we're going to have somebody with a mind as a president. And then God help you. Because all we have to do is go right over where we know where you're doing it and turn you into a piece of glass. For all of you elementary educated and high school edu public educated kids, when heat uh, connects with sand to a point where it's unbearable to the sand, it turns to glass. And that's what we're going to do. I have nothing to add to that sentiment <laughs> because what, what more can you say? Exactly. What more can you say? Exactly. It's gosh, it's it's so clear that Biden is is just tied up with all of those crooks and all those creeps in China and Iran and everywhere. I mean, talk about crystal clear as glass. Nothing could be more clear than that. And I know now there's that. Where did this two hundred thousand dollars come from? And now there's like I don't know ten or fifteen FBI reports about this and that and you half think that all these distractions are things that he wants to come up so people will quit looking at him, but I don't think they're going to quit looking. They're not going to quit looking, but, and he thinks exactly that he'll come up with a war to, if, you know, they find out that Jill is cheating on him, they'll, they'll do a war in Africa or something, you know, so that we can get off of that one. He'll come up with something every time, which he's done amazingly yep. to, you know, distract you from, from what's happening, what he does corruptly, but it will come back to him. I guarantee you it will. And it will be proven that he was probably the most corrupt president, probably even more so than Obama. Oh yeah. In us, in us history. And when things come out like, like the laptop for Hunter, what that has on there is damning evidence toward Haydn about his kickbacks to all of these uh, communist countries yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. You know that it's on there, and that's why they haven't looked at it. Four years they've had that, and you haven't heard a thing about it. What's in it, other than some pictures of him being nude and smoking smoking cocaine or whatever, or sniffing, sniffing mozzarella cheese out of the carpet like he did that one time. All right, let, let, I'll... Here's something I thought of a couple of weeks ago, totally different. And as always, the G-Man and Mo have no idea what the other person is going to talk about or ask. And I hadn't really given this much thought yet. So maybe while you're answering, I'll see if I can think of something. But can you, thinking back to something that you've done in the past or do now on a regular basis that your parents would never have done or disapprove of? No, absolutely not. Because I was raised that way. I was raised that, you know, my parents, and I know your parents too, of course, uh, they were so righteous and they set such a great example for their kids that you wouldn't want to disappoint them. Yeah. And that's exactly how I went through life. Sure, you know, I might have sped a little bit in high school or something like that. The kids in public schools, that means <laughs> racing a little faster in your car, not the stuff you put up your nose. Uh, things like that. But, but nothing, I never got caught, and it was n nothing that would cause any problems. 
Yeah. And I, I just, I didn't do that ever. Oh, you are such a righteous person, G man. You never did anything wrong. I just told you there are a few little minor things that I did, but nothing that I would ever want to get back to my parents because they led through example. And I appreciated that. You know, the, the, whether it's teenage rebellion or young person rebellion and in the movies and maybe in real life, it's always portrayed like I'm thinking of a movie like Dirty Dancing or something like that, where the t- teens rebel against their religious parents. And I'm sure that that has occurred on some occasions, but I think there's a difference between that sort of situation and just respecting and looking up to them. And as you say, by far, the biggest deterrent is if I do this, am I going to disappoint my mom or dad? Or now, you know, it could be disappoint my brothers or sisters or my kids or my whoever. And to not have that in you that you don't care, you know, I just, a weird example, but someone like Madonna or someone like, you know, any of those celebrities who just, whether it's the stupid plastic surgery they get or dressing up, you know, like a X-rated dancer or something, and they just somehow think it's freeing or liberating or they don't care what the world thinks. What a horrible way to go through life not caring what anyone thinks. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Uh, having some sort of moral fiber is, is so valuable, especially in today's society where there's a lot less of it than it was when we were when we were growing up. Oh, he sounds like an old man. Get off my lawn. You know, it, no. That's that's absolutely 100% true. Uh, the, the morality of society is, you know, a lot of it's gone down the toilet. I, I, you know, really, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe it's just that we're seeing it on the news and that, you know, 90, 95% of the, of the people are righteous thinking people mm-hmm. uh, out there. One can but, hope. Yep. I, 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 I'm, you're going to kick me for this, but I have, I'm seeing on my, on my thing here, I have 1% power left. Oh, oh no. On your, so, all right. Um, if I, if I, uh, if I go out, um, then, uh, you're going to know why. Okay. So, all right. I'm, I'm right well, down to 1%. Here. All right. Well, we'll uh, hope for the best. Did you okay. hear, did you hear about Victoria's Secrets about face and, Yes. You know, th- yes. That's pretty. Uh, it didn't get a, a lot of press, but that was good news. That was. Yeah. I mean, that was huge news. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're looking at Budweiser and they're looking at Target and they're looking at all these idiots that do this kind of stuff. And that's what I mean by the people out there, you know, 98 percent of the people, whatever, uh, are still righteous thinking people pretty much. And they don't like that crap at all. So I hate, to, well, anyway, I won't say it. Okay. But, uh, but anyway. Yeah, that was a, so, a ray of sunshine. How about it this? Was. How about this real world? Not quite a dilemma, but if you're over at someone's house or in their car, I think this case I was in their car and as is happening now, your phone is getting dead is it proper etiquette not to ask before you plug in your phone? Is it 
Now, what's that again? Is it is it proper etiquette to not ask someone and just plug your phone into their charger? Like oh. in a car when they've got the oh, thing? Yeah. Or uh, in someone's house? Or would you I, ask I guess first? what I would do is I would ask first. You know, I that, that's kind of like going in the refrigerator kind of a little bit. Yeah. You know, what kind of food do you have? Right. Uh, I would ask. I would ask before that. You, you never know. Uh, they, there may be a reason that they don't want you to do that, which is why I would ask. Right. Yeah, because I, I was in a guy's car and he was out. We were getting ready to drive back from where we were and he was out doing something. And I didn't know if he was going to be 30 seconds or five minutes. And I looked at my phone and it was like 8% and he had the thing plugged in. So I just plugged it in. And then I immediately thought, I wonder if I should ask him just out of common courtesy. But I mean, I just left it plugged in and he got back in and we drove off and he never saw it or mentioned it. But I just, it just led me to ask, but I, I guess it is sort of like opening the refrigerator and looking for something without asking them. For something like that, the way you did it, that's different than what I was thinking. That you're sitting there and there's there it is. You're at their house and there's a plug and you, and you go, oh yeah, I'll just plug it in. There. <laughs> yeah, I like, guess that would know, be weird. Yeah, yeah, that would be a little more weird. So <laughs> I, I would probably pass on that one. But okay. yours, yours, he did like you said, he didn't see you and and as far as I'm concerned, that's perfectly fine. All right, I feel better. Yeah, feel better. <laughs> Oh, you're still at 1%. I'm at 1%, but it could go out at any second now. All right. Final so. final question. Have you noticed in the last, I don't know how many years it's been, the overuse of the exclamation point? In yes. Like emails and stuff in like that? Yeah, text. Yes. Because I, yes. I, I interpret that as yelling, basically, and it really bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's And that's probably why they, I don't know if they put it in there for that reason, but yeah. I, there has been. As a matter of fact, I thought about that the other day when somebody sent me something. I'm mean, going, are they yelling or, yeah. you know, are they excited about something? You know, what, what's going on? I, 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 I've told people, I said, it cheapens your, you know, if you've got something that's, you know, I, I'm getting married or we're having a kid. Uh-oh, what was that? That was somebody texting me. Oh, okay. <laughs> With an exclamation <laughs> point. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, well, we uh, may have to carry on that conversation later. Any yeah. other closing things while we've got a minute or two and you've got power? Uh, we got about maybe a minute, and I've, I'm, I'm good to go from here. Okay. All right. Well, we uh, had some deep subjects, and uh, once in a while you got to go deep to uncover the dirt and hopefully turn it over just like in your garden and you expose the the rocks grubs. and you pick them up. Yep. And the grubs, there's plenty of those out there. And, uh, it's our little version of draining the swamp. And hopefully Mr. Trump will, uh, have the industrial strength thing like those, uh, the people that clean out your septic tank. That's what they need. Exactly. Oh man. Here's hoping. All right. Until then we've got, like we said, some, uh, interesting guests. I'm sure we'll get CC back. Once he lands and we'll make sure he's okay and everything. So keep listening, keep sharing, and keep recommending to everyone you know that they should be listening every week to the right angle. That was easy.